This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. <clears throat> There's a passage in this upcoming parsha. The Torah writes, "Lo sovi toyeva el beisecha." Person is not permitted to bring an abomination into his home. So the Mishnah in Avodah in the first parak brings down a halacha that you're not allowed to rent a house to a non-Jew who's going to bring in Avodah Zarah. Mishnah says, I'm not allowed to rent property to a non-Jew if I anticipate that he's going to move in and he's going to bring in his Avodah Zarah. Because that's considered It's my house. And the Torah says, you're not allowed to bring an Avodah Zarah into your house. So this presents a very big halachic quandary. There's really two issues that we need to talk about tonight. One issue is what happens if you have a guy that works for you and they come with Avodah Zarah every day. I didn't realize, I had a babysitter who used to come to my house for about a year, and I don't know how it came up, but she was telling my kids one day that she's an Oivir Avay she's a Hindu. She, used to, she told my kids, she comes every day with a Getchkala in her bag. She brings it with her on the bus, a little Getchkala, she told me the whole story. You can buy a big one, you can buy a little one, you can go shop for them. It's almost like in the times of Avram Avinu. I, we, we, you know, we learn about the Zuchumas, we think they're crazy. Who in 2023 would bow down to a little Getchkala? Okay, people are still doing it, go around the world. Hindu, Indians, they're still being over the Avaydizar. So she told my kids, she brings a little Avaydizar with her in her bag to work. Every single day, she brings it into my house. So I grabbed didn't find out about it until after she finished working. But let's say I would have found out in the middle, the Chaira, it would be also. I'd have to tell her she can't. Either she stops working or she stops bringing the Avaydizar. That's a violation of Loi Savi Tavayel So that's the Chaira Pasha. Abzilbushtein in his Chashuki Chemed has a similar Shaila. He was talking about a case of also some type of woman who worked in a Jewish person's house, and they'd bring an Avedizar around their neck. Now again, we, we discussed this in the past, what exactly is the status of those people that have, you know, the Shasi of Erev, the Tzalem, the cross, on their uh, on, on a necklace. Is that really an Avedizar? Most of them don't go home at night and bow down to it. It's more of an association. We discussed that at length. But Rabbi Zilberstein was talking about a Shiloh, where a lady had a percent Avedizar around her neck, and she'd come into a Jew's home to work a couple hours a day. So the Shailas, is that a problem of Loisavi Tavel Beisachi? You're not allowed by desert to come into your house. So the truth is, this din of not allowing Avay Dezar into your house is brought down Allah and Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch and Simon, Kuf Nun Aleph Sif Yud, the Machaber brings it down. But if you look carefully at the Machaber, he says something interesting. He says, You're not allowed to rent property to a guy to, uh, because he might bring his Avay Dezar. He adds one word, because they're going to bring in the Avay Dezar Bekeva. What does he want with that? So we'll get to it in a few minutes. There's a sheet of Sataisvis, a long Taisus and a Vaidazar that discusses this sugya. Taisus points out, according to one sheet, that the whole Isser of a guy bringing a Vaidazar, if it's Bekeva, if it's Bekvius, if it's not Bekvius, it's not a problem. So Abzilbashtain felt that the girl comes in a couple times a week, that's not considered Bekvius. So I don't know what constitutes Bekvius. My, my babysitter would come every single day, Monday through Friday, for eight hours a day. That's pretty bequeas to me. I would think that's bequeas. Now you could make the argument as a Taisus here in Avaydazar. Taisus in Avaydazar says they all, they, there was a practice in some communities that they would only bring in the Avaydazar if someone was about to die or if someone died. Very rare occasions. And says Taisus, that was the only time they'd ever worship it. So granted, she brings this Avaydazar. She doesn't worship it. She worships it on the bus. But I would think it should be us. Then Abzalbashtain says another Kanech, which the Eilim was learning, Dafyoyim, you can appreciate this. Abzalbashtain says maybe if it's wrapped around her neck, that's not, it's not considered as if in the rishos of the person. If you learn the Gemara, I don't know if the Elm's up to it, the Gemara talks when you throw a get to a lady, she has uh, something wrapped around her neck, and the get goes into the basket that's wrapped around her. So the Gemara has a tzad that that's considered uh, a separate rishos. 
So Abzalbashle wants to tie in that maybe if she has the necklace on her body, so her body's not like, meaning if she puts the getchka on my dining room table, that's my rishus. But if she's wearing it on her body, perhaps that's considered as if it's still on her own rishus. Okay, so that's something to think about. You know, if you have workers that come into your house, you never know who's coming what. You really should try to make sure they don't bring Avaitazar into the house. But there's a bigger problem, L'chaira. And this was already a problem in the times of the Rishonim. Baruch Hashem, Jews have been in the real estate business for many, many years. It's a very popular field to go into real estate. The problem is, how can a Yid who owns real estate rent an apartment to a guy who's an Oyvid Avay Dezar? So Yid owns property. I own, a, I own an apartment building. It's my apartment building. I lease out apartments to people. The Mishnah says in Avay Dezar, Kipaskans and Shulchan Aruch, you're not allowed to rent apartments to Goyim if you think they're going to bring an Avay Dezar. So you got to go uh, on, the, on the lease agreement. You have to write, what religion are you? And if they put down Hindu, well, first of all, you'll get sued big time if you write that on a, on a lease. But if you, you have to write down, well, if you're Hindu, you're mu- Muslim, okay. Hindu, or if you're not even a desire, you can't get an apartment. How, how's, how does this uh, work? So the truth is this Shiloh dates back to at least early, early 1100s. At least the Chalapachas and the Rishayim. Taisus discusses this problem. Taisus, what are we supposed to do? In all the Yerushalayim, in all the Ashkenazic communities, we sh- Jews were renting real estate to Goyim. And they were being guided by the Tsar. So how is it permitted? So Taisus comes up with a whole couple different terutsim. But I was thinking, this comes up even without owning real estate. This comes up today, it's very common. People have what's called Airbnbs. Right? This is a big shtick now. A lot of guys are doing this. I know a lot of people from... Yeah. Isn't it the law that you have to rent it to anybody who wants it? Okay, so then you can't be in the real estate business if it's against the Torah. You can't do a surim if it's against the Torah. So if the Torah says you're not allowed to rent apartments to guy who bring out the you got to find a different business. Become a rabbi. Okay, shine. Got to find a different industry to go into. So what about Airbnbs? Very popular. I know a lot of from guys that own these homes and they just use them for Airbnbs. How is that not a problem? What about your own hotels? So hotels and Airbnbs are a little bit better perhaps. Why? Because you can argue that Airbnb, it's not bekeva. How long does a person stay in Airbnb for? Usually a night or two. Usually they don't bring the Avaydazar with them when they go away for a night or two. So maybe you can be saying on the Mechaber that's only Bekeva. Hotel room, usually Bekeva. But an apartment, you take a two-year lease, a three-year lease, a one-year lease, a person moves into his apartment, he's bringing his getchkas with him. A guy who's a Hindu is bringing his Avaydazar with him. So how is it mutter for Jewish people to own real estate and to rent it out to non-Jews with the possibility that they're going to be bring their Avaydazar in? So if you look at the Mishraim, Taisus and Avay Dezara there, goes through a whole different slew of Terutzim. So what? Yeah. No, Loisavi means it shouldn't be brought in. No, Loisavi means it shouldn't be brought in. It should not be brought into your house and Avay Dezara. So the Izamach Loikish Mishraim, when does this Isra apply? Let's say, for example, I get nothing out of you bringing Avay Dezara into my house. So some Rishayim hold that it's not us. Some Rishayim. Many disagree. They say, Kipshutai. Don't bring an Avaydazar. On a Jewish property, there can't be an Avaydazar, no matter who brings it in. So the Rishayim were bothered with this problem. So if you look in Taisvis, Taisvis goes through a couple Terutzim. One Terutz Taisvis gives, we mentioned earlier, is a Bekviyas and not Bekviyas. How often does the guy bring his Avaydazar in? So that might help you for an Airbnb in a hotel. That will not help you for an apartment. If you rent an apartment to, to a Hindu fellow, he's going to bring his Avaydazar in. No, that's going to be a problem. There's a Terutz from Taisvis from Reb Chaim HaKoyin. He gives a very big chiddush. He says that the whole isser to rent an apartment to a non-Jew who might bring in his avay dezara is only if you live in Eretz Yisrael. The whole pasuk of loisavi tovel beisach was in Eretz Yisrael, but in chutz laaretz it's not a problem. As I said, Taisvis, Taisvis rejects this pshat. Taisvis, what's the difference in Eretz Yisrael and chutz laaretz? Taisvis says lefize. 
What do you tell me? That property that you own in Chutzlar is not called your property? Good, so then why do you have to put up a mezuzah? We know that if you buy a house in America, you put up a mezuzah right away. Why? Why should I have to? It's not really my house because it's Chutzlar's. So Taisus has a hard time understanding this Chiddush of Reb Chaim Kayin, which would be very helpful in America. If you hold like this, so then no problem. Here in America, all the property is okay. Then Taisus, then the Rishayinah bring down another terrace from the Ravon. The only members on Tisha, but we mentioned the Ravon. The Ravon lived right after, right after 1096. He was a little kid. So we're talking already in the early 1100s, the Ravon lived. So the Ravon writes, it's not a problem because today, property that Jews own are not really owned by the Jews. Since they have to pay a tax to the local government, it's not really my house. So when it says, it's not really my house. It's partially owned by the government. It's partially owned by the guy. It's not really my house. That's another way out. Again, the Fizeb is manza. You don't really have that today. The government doesn't own your house. You, you buy a, a property, it's your house. You might have fees to pay, but the, the government doesn't have any rights to it. But the last terrorist that we're trying to bring down is the Rosh's terrorist. The Rosh writes that we have a different understanding of a rental. In the times of the Mishnah, a rental wasn't like today. A rental meant I have extra space, you need somewhere to go, I let you stay there. But the moment I need that space back, I evict you. Meaning, let's say, for example, a guy rents out his basement because he has empty space. And then he has a flood in his upstairs uh, apartment, so he kicks the tenants out. Now, that doesn't work today. Today we have this thing called a lease agreement. In the times of the rush, it got even better today, we have a lease agreement. When you make a lease with someone today, that's binding. That's considered halakhically a sale. So therefore, says the rush, today when you make a lease agreement with a guy, it becomes the guy's apartment. Oh, so if it's the guy's apartment, he's allowed to bring out what to his house. So therefore, says the rush, that's why it's not a problem for Jews to own real estate. For a Jew to rent real estate to a non-Jew. It's interesting, if you look in the Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch doesn't say anything. He just says, you're not allowed to rent an apartment to a guy, comes along the Ramah, and the Ramah writes, interesting, he says, Today we do rent property to Goyim, even if they're going to live there. Because Goyim don't bring Avodah into their home. What are you talking about? Of course they do. Like a Hindu guy is not going to bring his Avodah into his house when he moves in. He's going to bring his gachka with him. Of course he is. So, Shach, what does the Ramah mean? The Ramah says the reason why you're allowed to do it is because the Goyim don't bring the Avodah at home. They leave it at church. That's not true. They bring it home. So, the Shach says, no, you have to go back to the other Rishayim that we quoted. And the Shach quotes all the Rishayim that we quoted. It's interesting. I found the tshuva from Rabbi Obaum. We were talking about a Shaila about a fellow who shared office space. Apparently, he owned an office and he rented out space to other people. And the guy he rented out space to punk decided to come to work and put on his desk a gachka. So the Shiloh was, since I'm the owner of the property and I'm renting it to him, maybe I have to tell him he has to throw it out. So Abel has a whole tshuva where he's basically matter, and he says, because if you look in the shach, the shach seems to hold of the Rosh's terrors. What was the Rosh's terrors? The Rosh's terrors was, today's rentals are sales. Today when you rent a property to someone, it's ki'ilu, he, he owns it for the duration of the time. And therefore says the Rosh and says the shach, based on that premise, if I rent an apartment to a guy for a two-year lease, that's his for two years, no problem. So since it's his for two years, no problem with The only problem that I have is Lafiza not going back to the hotel rooms. Right? No one thinks that when you, when you rent a hotel room, it's yours for the day. Right? Everyone looks at a hotel room as it belongs to the hotel. You know, it's, it's hard to look at a, a hotel rental the same way you'd look at an apartment rental or an Airbnb in the same way. 
So then you'd have to come onto the other Turetzim of the Rishayinim about Keva. Again, I, I don't believe anyone who owns a hotel goes through the list of, uh, of, of, their, uh, of the customers of who exactly, what they are and who they are. The only problem is, so again, so I think we can justify Jewish people owning real estate. We could probably justify renting to, to a guy as well. The only cash that you could ask is, according to this rush, that we're saying now that rentals in America or in Europe in the 1300s, 1400s meant like you own it, so now we should have a cash on our hands. Now I should be allowed to rent an apartment to a guy who's going to bring his Avay Zara because it's his. So let's go to the reverse case. We pointed out before the halacha is when you rent property outside of Eretz Yisrael, you don't put up a mezuzah for the first 30 days because midaraisi not mechoyiv a mezuzah. Why are you not mechoyiv a mezuzah? Because it's not your house. Why is it not my house? If you tell me now that when I rent property to a guy, that becomes the guy's house, so when I rent property to a Jew, the Jewish tenant should become his house. So he should be mechoyiv a mezuzah deraisa. Meaning, you can't play it both ways. You can't tell me that when you rent property, it's yours and it's not yours house. So in the halacha, it comes out almost like a tarot to disasri. La halacha, we pass, and you can rent property to a, non, to a non-Jew because the rental becomes his. Yet when you rent property from a from yid, you're not mechoyiv a mezuzah deraisa because it's not your house. So it's almost uh, somewhat contradictory. I think Reb Shach was more area this kasha. That it doesn't seem to be shtiming lahalacha. But what's negated to us is, based on this passing the chumish, there would be a real problem if you have workers that come to your house. Sometimes we don't think about this. Cleaning ladies, workers that come to the house, and they carry a vayizar with them. It's a very uncomfortable conversation to have with them. But if they're going to be living in your house, because has another tshuva in Chashuk Yichemed Mesechel Makis, he talks about, a, he writes, a Filipino. That's what he writes in the tshuva. Right? Sometimes if you have aids for elderly people, and they live bequeas with the aid, with, with the patient, that could be a real problem. They bring the Avedizar and they stay there. That's Mamish Loisavi Tavel Beisecha. That could be a real problem. If you're going to do rentals, and you're just going to uh, be in the real estate business, this is a, to be shining, we're justified how the from people can be and still continue to be in the real estate business, even though you're going to be renting apartments to non-Jews.